You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. You are an NBA champion, Nicola. How does that feel? It's good. It's good. When the job is done, we can go home now. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Nikola Jokic sounding like Liam Neeson at the end of Taken. Job's done, I can go home now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is who he is. And I find it very endearing because throughout the playoffs, they'll ask him a question about, hey, you just set a record for the most amount of points, rebounds, and assists in the game combined. And they'll say, well, how does that feel? It's like, I'm just really thrilled for my my teammates, and they did so much for me. Like, he's very much a differential person. Now, in this case, it comes off as maybe not giving a damn, but uh, it is very funny how Jokic carries himself to different stars. And, look, Giannis is endearing in a different way. He's very, I mean, it's in a complimentary way, childlike in his joy and his jubilance for the game and everything that's happening. Jokic, much more workmanlike, but Matt Hamilton, could it not fit more with a guy who sounds like he's like a Russian spy? I mean, I go, I do work, I go home. Like that's, it sounds like a guy like uh, from you know like a Russian spy movie. So it just fits Matt Hamilton. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush by Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. And look, man, obviously. In the Mile High City, the uh, the mountains are blue. They're blue. Yeah, uh, they are blue, and we call that color gold for Denver. Are they blue and gold right now? Yeah, definitely gold. Matt yeah. Hamilton colors there. Yeah, yes, definitely dig that. So they're having a great time out in Denver. And before we get to Jokic, I will say, Matt, I know you didn't. I mean, you were busy uh, winning your golf tournament, but this team was really fun to watch, and. You had Jamal Murray coming back from a knee injury. I think they said two years ago at this time he couldn't walk and to be able to work his way back. Jokic, a guy who was drafted in the second round of the NBA draft while a Taco Bell commercial was on, and he was upset with his brothers who woke him up to tell him that he was drafted. <laughs> it, it, Sound, everything that he had just recently said after winning tracks when you tell me that. He was upset that his brothers woke him up that he got drafted. And then the photos of him, like as a kid, of like just this pudgy little like uh, guy that now is the face of the NBA. He is this season, just like we did with Giannis. He is the best player in the NBA, and clearly he works at it. But it doesn't. It does seem Matt, that it's like work for Jokic to be as great as he is. Does it ever? Um, I I don't know how to feel about it. I, I'm stoked for Denver. I'm stoked for the fans. Um, the problem for me is when you're when you're a fan of a team and you're hoping that the players maybe don't necessarily match your excitement, even though this is the pinnacle of their sport and it's the the highest thing that they can achieve as like a basketball player. Uh, this is a number one what you play for. Yeah. 
you would kind of hope to have a little bit more excitement and thrill. And even if you are kind of thinking, like, well, sure would be nice to go home sooner rather than later. For me, at least, I would appreciate that if I was a fan of the Nuggets, that if he would have just kind of bottled that, I want to go home up. And you can go through the motions and give coach speak and answers and be like, yeah, it's really great. It was a team win. We feel really awesome. Can't wait to celebrate with Denver. Like, I would appreciate that more than like, oh, I can't wait to go. Oh, there's a parade? I have to go to the parade on Thursday. I I gotta go home. Well, let's let's hear the audio when Jokic found out that he has to to do the parade. But the one aspect of it, and he's from Serbia, so he's a foreign-born player, and so some of it might be lost in translation. I don't know how much his wife and kid are at these or in the United States. So he ties his wedding ring onto his shoe before every game, and I, he does a little gesture to his daughter before every game. So he is. Every, I mean, he really feels like a guy that wants to cherish every second he can have with his young daughter and his wife. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying others don't, but and then also he is on brand, very monotone and subdued after every post game. Again, it's different right. winning a title, I, but yeah. this is not him as like a like a sour like a Eeyore right now. This is just who he well, is all I mean, the time. Okay, play, play the so audio. let's play the audio. Yeah, safe to say he did not change much even after winning a championship. Right. I'm curious what you are feeling right now, and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? <laughs> when is parade? Thursday. No. <laughs> I need to go home. I a, <laughs> like I said before, it's not everything on the world, you know. I think still, if uh, okay, I want it. Okay, we, not I. We want it. But I think it's not the most important thing in the world still. Um, so there's a couple things there, Matt, and then we'll get your reaction. One, at the end of that first cut, he does. They say you can go home Friday. He goes okay. So he does seem like a guy that is. He says like he's very much a willing like teammate and uh, member of the Denver organization. When he says you can go home Friday, okay. And so he does like. And Do you he think says, he's just like a guy who just says what he thinks, or or like. This is calculated, or this is that was just like gut reaction. I was just kind of like speaking in the moment. The, I think that one was gut reaction because okay. if you see, if you saw the video, it's very much of like, hey, I, and he found out later he's got a horse race going on. He apparently loves his horses. And Matt, I guess I I pick up the vibe from Yoke, and maybe it's because he's Serbian and it's just a uh, Eastern European vibe to him. But it's basically I get this vibe that he's like, I need to be great at this because this is my skill and I will bust my ass to be the best basketball player around and I want to win for my teammates because it's so important for them. But this is my job and my passion is my family and my horses. And I think he just doesn't, especially in a second language, doesn't know how to sugarcoat it. Well, I mean, it may be a second language, but he has a pretty good grasp of sarcasm and humor. We have another clip that this is referencing... Right? You have the one where he's yeah, talking yeah. about... We have him talking about his approach when it comes to his everyday job. I mean, probably that's no, that's a normal thing, you know. Nobody likes his uh, his job, or maybe they do. They're lying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're telling me he doesn't have a grasp on English, and he's going to drop a little sarcasm in like that? He gets it. He gets it. He just... Uh, I think he legitimately just doesn't love basketball. He's a big, tall guy. He's got the skills. He knows he has the skills, but it's not his favorite thing ever. That's where I think there's a difference. It's like, 
one of Giannis's favorite things to do is play basketball. It's probably hang out with his wife and kid, and then two is probably play basketball. I don't think it's even in Jokic's top five things to do. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially when you can still buckle down and do your job at a high level, and it doesn't matter if you're finding a ton of joy in it. But I find when someone, especially when you're also, like, I can think of, like, teammates or even, like, the opponents, when you're also trying to achieve that goal and that person isn't, like, enjoying it as much as you would, they aren't, like, drinking in the moment as much as you know you would, that is upsetting. Well, so Jamal Murray, who's known him for a while, like he grabbed Jokic, threw him in the pool. So I think they have, they have this a pool at the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, well, I think it's like a oh a training yeah a training yeah, like pool recovery pool yeah okay. And so I think there is Jokic has the vibe of like everyone just knows that he's a fuddy duddy. He's only twenty eight years old. He's much younger than you, Matt Hamilton, and he is a guy I think gives off old man vibes. And I think and you've been a part of many different teams. I think that's his role on the team. The guys just know that he's just going to be. Very subdued. I mean, the video of him, you know, haphazardly shaking the bottle of champagne, like, yay, what do we got to do next? I want to go home. Right. Uh, or I want to see my kids. As Tim and Oregon chimed in, my two boys, 21 and 24, love the Nuggets. Uh, Jokic and his daughter were cute overload, and they were. Uh, she was banging on his trophies. I mean, here's, uh, and then he also says that the Nuggets are much like the Bucks as far as small market teams that won oh, the title. Totally. Like, look at Toronto, the Bucks, the Nuggets. Was that three out of the last five years? Yeah. You have pretty small market teams. All with different types six. of uh, superstars. You got Giannis, the jovial one. Kawhi Leonard, who seems like a robot. A mute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even know how to, like, laugh. Like, if you find the old clip of Kawhi and, Leonard. And then you laughing. got the first understudy in the movie Grumpy Old Men right, in right. Jokic. <laughs> but I guess I, I find it endearing in the fact that it, none of it feels. Really, for Giannis and Jokic, it doesn't feel forced. It's just no. who they are. And it also feels genuine. Like, when he came up and they gave him the trophy, he was holding his daughter. And he, they gave him a trophy for MVP of the NBA Finals. He left the trophy on the table and went back with his daughter and his wife to the back of the crowd. He wasn't, one of the, you know, wasn't trying to be the forefront. So I guess that's what I enjoy about it, whether it's Giannis or Jokic. I think this is why he resonates with his teammates is it's genuine. Like yeah. it, it's not an act. And so plus I mean, you got a guy who is not going to want to steal any of the spotlight from any of the other teams. You know that this guy if he does has the spotlight, it's literally just because of the way he's playing, not because of anything he's doing off the court or extracurriculars on the court. The guy is just a basketball professional. 8447703776. Do you appreciate or do you want your favorite athletes to be as excited as you are when they win a title. 844-770-3776. I was going to say, like, would your superstar on your your basketball team, do you rather have a superstar that's, like, Giannis-esque or Joker-esque? Well, I don't ask that because Giannis Giannis is going to crush the pole. So that's why I say, like, do they want them to be as excited as you are? Which, I, yeah, I guess I guess that's fair. Because I feel like Giannis is, or really close. How do you think Aaron Rodgers would react if he wins a Super Bowl this year? You think it's closer to, to uh, Joker? I think this year, now that he, like, it, last year with the Packers, Joker. This year with the Jets, Giannis. You think so? Four years ago with the Packers, Giannis. Like, I, he, because he... I, I just think he was soured so much. So let's change we'll the poll. We'll get into that. Okay. Let's change okay, the poll. Okay, okay, okay. If Aaron Rodgers wins a Super Bowl with the Jets, do you think is Reaction will be more like 
Jokic or more like Giannis. Okay. And so maybe if you have room in parentheses, put muted and exuberant or whatever you want okay. to put in there. Okay. 844-770-3776. Oh, a, a landslide. If Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl this year with the Jets and they just added Adrian Amos, <laughs> will he be more like Jokic or more like Giannis at the winning table? Like when he gets the trophy and gets all that. 844-770-3776. Matt, what do you got? It's, it's Giannis. He's acting like Giannis. He is going to be beyond excited. He's going to fake it until he makes it, even if it isn't super genuine like both of these guys really truly are. He but is going he... to put out that appearance that he has never been happier because in the back of his head, because he's King Petty, and again, that's what makes him great, but because he is King Petty, in the back of his head, he is going to be thinking that this is going to grind Mark Murphy and Goody's <laughs> gears, how happy and a part of a team I am and accommodating to my teammates. He he is going to be just as excited as everyone else in that locker room. I Don't you think? Like, just out of spite. I don't think true. it'll be as like, genuine, but per it, se. He's always had a too-cool-for-school vibe. And correct me if I'm wrong, Favre was far more exuberant than Rodgers was when they won the title. I'm not saying Rodgers was Jokic here. And this is not, I don't, I'm not saying it's a character flaw against Rodgers. I want, honestly, what I'd like if Rodgers won the Super Bowl is to get the real Rodgers. And I think the real Rodgers is more of a too cool for school, too cool to care type personality. No, you, you California don't think cool. that's him. You think that's the persona he likes to put off. You know he's something different. Well, right now, right? He's, he's angrier the last well, the last few he years was. in Green Bay. But look at him right now. He's going to his teammate CJ Uzma's play that he's a producer in. He was at the Tony Awards. Yeah, yeah with yeah, CJ yeah, Uzma yeah, yeah, because yes, his yes, play was yes. nominated for a Tony, yes, right? Like, yes. Rodgers is out there with his teammates living his best life right now because he's in a place where he's wanted. He is going to be in that jet. He's going to be in that. Uh, Giannis mindset if they are able to get this done because one, one Rodgers is in it for him and his legacy. He is going to be able to go down as one of the best ever because he's falling into that two Super Bowl win category if he can get it done. 844-770-3776 If Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl with the Jets, do you think his reaction would be more like Jokic or more like Giannis? Jokic obviously more subdued. Giannis uh, very exuberant. Joyful uh, innocence there. And I find them both great. And I think, Matt, that's what I like the most. That's what I want the most out of the athletes that I cheer for. Now, I don't, I'm not uh, Pollyanna enough to believe that everything we see is real. But for an example here, Russell Wilson feels like he's giving me uh, a persona. J.J. Yeah. Watt, his guy, feels like he's giving me a persona. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay the last few years seemed like he was going out of his way to be miserable. <laughs> and so, a persona. Uh, Giannis feels genuine. Jokic feels genuine. Steph feels genuine. LeBron, forced. Feels like an image. And so, look, if you're going to make a criticism of Jordan, same thing. But you got a glimpse of it when he won the first title when he came back after his father died. Right. And he's on the ground holding that trophy and he's crying and, and, and holding on to it. Mm-hmm. And you could see every time he won that, like, the true part of Jordan was he was so maniacal about winning that that winning was the greatest thing every time that ever happened in his life. Right. And so you could feel that. So that was genuine. So I like genuine out of an athlete more than 
For sure. Even if they are genuinely a dink, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) And and that, uh, this, it's it's slowly, he's, Joker is falling closer to that dink for me because I don't love that he's not, like, just beyond excited for winning the NBA championship, being the MVP of the finals. Like, come on. That's like every future basketball star's dream. Uh, <laughs> the Adam and Madison chimes in. I got to say the Jokic family is absolutely great. Nikola accomplished something few get to do, and he's nonchalant at best. While his brothers, this part, Matt, was great. His brothers were lifting the coach up. He literally, they literally picked up Mark Malone and were tossing him in the air like a child, celebrating on the court with the team. I mean, his whole family was out there. The team knew who his brothers were, and then his wife comes out and the daughters. And it really feels like, I think Nicola is so genuinely humble that, because you see his brothers, very outgoing folks, and a lot of times, just family dynamics. Yeah. You have two outgoing you know, brothers, and his dad seems outgoing, and he's just the baby of the family, more subdued, and I think he's just genuinely, a, and I get it, but Matt, you are genuinely someone that is going to appreciate and soak in every second. Yeah. And I don't think it's... I, that's what I love about you. Well, I know, You're but if fake. I watched someone else win right. and they were not as excited as I was, that would like that would hurt. Kevin and Madison chimes in. I completely agree with Matt. Rogers is tactical and will play it up. He knows New York media will shred him if he doesn't play it up. LeBron is forced, uh, but he loves his kids. Bronny is a great son. It's beautiful. Absolutely. I'm not like I'm not talking about these as human beings. I mean, I'm talking he's about their get personas. A player who doesn't probably doesn't deserve to be an NBA basketball star into like a. Lottery pick. Uh, Bronny's a first-round pick. He's a, look, All he's, the basketball people I talk to don't think he's a draft pick. Oh, he's a draft pick. Really? Yeah, he's just not a lottery he's pick. He's a draft pick because it might bring his dad to town, and then your team's going to be worth a lot more because LeBron's in town. Not actually because LeBron. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Bronny's going to have to be at USC for a year or two, and he'll play his way into being a draft pick, but by that point, I think LeBron will be done. You think so? His I, one I think goal a, in basketball career now is to play and like. You want to talk about a sport? You want to talk about a guy who was a bummer? I mean, LeBron afterwards, like maybe I'll play for the Lakers, maybe I'll retire. I got to figure it all out. <laughs> I mean, like, but that was LeBron just deflecting from yeah. getting swept out of the playoffs. Fair. And again, if I was LeBron, I wouldn't be too upset because at least the team that beat me. Went on to win it all. We'll go to break on this. Well, one, Matt, you're looking, uh, you look good yesterday. You're looking good every day because you rocked that Iron Jock gear. That's absolutely right. That's because it's made with that state of the art silver ion technology that's guaranteed to keep me feeling fresh and smelling fresh for as long as I own it. It's a Wisconsin based company, which is why Rutledge and Hamilton is big supporters of Iron Jock. It's designed from the inside out. It provides a combination of superior moisture management, better cooling, static control, stain blocking, and storm-proof weather resistance. They provide the highest quality fabrics and construction designed for an active and comfortable fit. Visit ironjock.com to get your Iron Jock apparel today, and you can use code ESPN25 for 25% off your order. If you want to look as good as me and Jim do, and feel good and smell good doing it, Go to ironjock.com right now and get your Iron Jock gear today and use code ESPN25. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. He broke it, and he doesn't really care. He keeps changing fast. 
how soon till you're back inside? I on the Sundays I have my horse racing. My horse racing? I don't know how we're gonna arrive. Thursday, parade, Friday maybe. Would you make it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can have enough time to squeeze it in? I'm gonna ask Josh to... Cheers to our friend Nikola Jokic, who not only won an NBA title, has got his horses racing on Sunday, and is using the inconvenience of his celebratory parade. I feel like he played extra hard just to close that game out so he could get home in time for his horses uh, to race. He's going to lean on the owner of the team to get him a, a private, private jet, which they should, and I'm sure they happily will. Uh, the man's won two MVPs and one finals MVP. And this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. We're going to cheers to uh, Jokic in a second here. But I think there's Does a that case. Mean I can grab a beer now? Yeah, got a whole uh, <laughs> fridge full of lineys. All right, all right. So with Jokic, though, I think there's a second of it of because he's so nonchalant, do you think that helps him in those moments? Because he was very clutch last night. I mean, when, when that game yeah. got tight, he was the one – that closed it out. I mean, whether it was the key well, pass, great go, screen, I, I think big I remember shots. he went out of the game with like kind of an injury. He was taking a break, maybe a breather, uh, in the fourth quarter, and then came back. Miami started to make a little bit of a run, and when he came back in, he just like controlled the rest of the game. Miami was done from then on out. Yeah, he was, and he's also the first player in NBA history to be first in the NBA Finals in points, rebounds, and assists. I think it definitely helps being a guy who. Is it doesn't get too excited because it's very easy to maintain that same rhythm that got you there. Like, I personally kind of like to feed off a little bit of that energy, but there's times when it can be too much that's and a, it's overwhelming. If you can, like, in all sports, if you can be consistent, you're going to be better and you're going to be good. And Jokic, I think, is able to be very consistently, um, I don't know what the word is for it, not like less than enthusiastic about most situations, and I think that helps him when there's very hectic and pressure-filled situations going on around him. I think it's easy for him to like just slow everything down in his head and take it like one step at a time. Absolutely, and so, Matt, uh, I'm sure Jokic, if he hasn't, I'm sure would love to try some lineys. What would you recommend? <laughs> well... Uh, I, if he did get the lineys in the locker room, he'd have to shake it up and spray it around a little more enthusiastically than he did with uh, the champagne that he was doing uh, that with. But that being said, I don't think Jokic would waste any of the lineys because that delicious lemon honey light from Line of Kugels is only like less than 100 calories. Jokic probably is counting a little bit of calories because he's not focusing on working too hard. He just wants to do his job and go home. Can be light enough to ride those horses. So a nice light <laughs> lemon honey light is probably right up his alley. They've got a beer flavor for any situation from winning the NBA Finals to cozying up by a fire around the uh, lakes of the Northwoods to just cruising around here in the Madison Lakes in a hot summer day. Liney's has a flavor for you. Go check them out wherever you get delicious beer. And remember, you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy. 844-770-3776, our Iron Jock poll question. If Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl this season with the Jets, do you think he'll be more like Jokic, muted and understated, or like Giannis, jovial and exuberant? 75% of you right now say like Giannis. And we have uh, Daniel Sloth chiming in. Bryce is getting more hype than Bronny. He's 6'7 and only a junior. Supposedly could shoot a lot better as well. And then uh, Bronny is 
Uh, definitely watchable with USC. The vibe I get from both these guys would honestly be very similar to, to Lonzo Ball and LaMelo Ball. Now, LaMelo Ball is a better NBA basketball player and a higher pick, but both were good. And Lonzo has the knee issues, which yeah, obviously— Yeah, Lonzo's done but, because he wore the worst possible yes. tennis shoes in the history of basketball. But was worthy of the lottery pick, was worthy of the hype. He just—his little brother's better. So there's a case— well, for sure, but— I'm looking at Bronny right now. I mean, most—everything I read here is he's mocked as a mid-first-round low lottery pick. Really? Yeah. Like, Interesting. So, obviously, we have to see him play. Yeah. No, but, I mean, I don't know that much. This is just hearsay from some of my friends that are way more Mr. NBA But I, I think I think part of the the part of it is, one, there is a hate factor for LeBron. But two, it's, <laughs> it's happened similar to Lonzo with LaMelo, that just because his younger brother is better doesn't mean the older brother isn't also good. Right. And I think that sometimes happens with it as well. Uh, Matt, I wanted to get to this little part here. We're going to have Jason Wilde coming up next. But is there anything worse than... The owners when they bring the owner on, like, no, I mean this. No, I, you, not. I don't know if you saw it yesterday, but Stan Kroenke, who look good for him, he's been cleaning up as far as championships. He owns the Rams. Uh, I think another team in Denver won. He owns the Nuggets, and he's won like five the titles. Avalanche, yeah, and he yeah. owns the Rams and Arsenal, who just won a championship. Yeah, but I think it was like a decade. lacrosse team that won. Oh too. yeah, he yeah. owns the Colorado lacrosse team. Yeah, so I mean the guys cleaning up in titles, but. One awkwardly kept on trying to like whisper into Lisa Salter's ears instead of for the answer. There's a mic right there, so you could hear him. But you know, like you're at a club and you're like leaning in, you're yeah. trying to talk to someone, and like you're like closer to the ear. This <laughs> he was doing that. It's like crazy old rich guy. There's a microphone in front of you. How do you have sixteen billion dollars and don't know how microphones <laughs> work? But every time you they pay bring someone to know how it works, but every, you don't have to. But every time they bring the owner out, I'm like. Why we do, what are we doing with this dog and pony show? Nobody in this building gives two craps. You know, about there's the a rich few guy. owners that I think would be are fun to bring out. Like, yeah, no one cares about Jerry Jones, but he's outrageous. I don't care. I would listen to what Jerry Jones had to say if they won a championship because Jerry Jones is a, a walking, talking cartoon Ooh, I character. I don't know. There's very and then there's who is the guy uh, that used to own the uh, the Raiders. Oh, Al Davis? Al yeah. Davis, you're but telling me if about the Raiders won, you wouldn't want to listen to Al so Davis? So you're talking about, well, talking about win, baby, win? He's dead. Oh, I so. know, but I'm saying they're definitely, there but were But the two owners. you're referencing is like one guy who is a in a crypt and the other one who's half in the crypt. Ah. <laughs> we could ask uh, Jason Wilde about Jaguars that. Jaguars owner. Um, Chad Khan. Yes, I would listen to that. Cuban is a guy I would hear Oh, my talk. Cuban. This okay. is brought to Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Jason. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? Is on Rutledge and Hamilton. I don't know if I will go as far as you will. With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boys. All right. Be good. <laughs> presented by Coors Light. We have Jason Wilde on the phone, including Matt Hamilton here as well. And Jason, we'll get to some Packers stuff, but have you had a chance to see uh, Jokic and his response uh, to a lot of questions, very under uh, underselling the title and very subdued? And I, for one, love it. He just gives the vibe off of a guy who's just got a lot of stuff to do at home, and he's only got like two months to get it done, and he just wants to spend time with his wife and kids. So he's just like, look, man, I won. I'm going to go home. And it just seems so authentic. It's like the opposite of Giannis, but at the same time, they're both lovable because they're both 
very authentic. Have you a chance to see any of the Jokic stuff? What are your thoughts on it? I did, yeah. I don't know why people are so bothered by that. I, I think our, our teammate Josh DiMaggio was voicing his irritation and just displeasure, um, calling uh, Joker joyless. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a little strong. So, look, we're all wired differently. Uh, I just want you to be you, whatever that is. If you're a wild and crazy guy like Matt Hamilton, or if you're, what do they call you in the promo? Judgmental Jim Rutledge. Yes, yep. <laughs> just Judgmental you, Jim. I didn't hear what you said there. Yeah, do we lose him? You, you judgmental, judgmental Jim, they call, they call you in a promo. Yes. Yeah. Judgmental Jim Rutledge. Yes, it rolls off the tongue. I just got a lot of opinions. so <laughs> Which will not that, be swayed. That makes up for me because I don't have that many, so that's perfect. <laughs> but my opinion here is the same as yours. My opinion is as long as you're authentic, I love it. And, Matt, we got to talking about Aaron Rodgers and how he would react if he won a title. And, Jason, I'll ask you this. Do you think Aaron, if he won a title with the Jets, would be more like Jokic or Giannis? Because I think throughout his career he's been a little bit of both. And I don't know where his head's had anymore with the Jets. But if you won a title with the Jets – do you think uh, Aaron would be more subdued or just really jovial like Giannis? I think he'd be incredibly jovial. Uh, I think he was. It's interesting that you say he's been both, though, because when you think back, and I'm sure you guys remember hearing him discuss this on our wildly popular precursor to uh, the Pat McAfee show, in which he, he basically said, you know, he, in the moment, you know, you're up on the dais and. Uh, Clay Matthews is putting the championship belt over your shoulder and all the other stuff. And then he got on the bus and sat by himself on the bus back to the hotel. And he thought, is this it? Is that all there is? And it kind of fueled him to say, I need to win another one of these because this doesn't feel like enough. And obviously he hasn't yet. Um, I would think with all the stuff here, uh, and his feelings towards certain people in this building. Um, I would guess that he would uh, revel in a championship with the Jets as much, if not more so, than he did in that Super Bowl 45 title. Jason, um, I agree with you. Hey. I th- uh, yeah, ooh, first of ooh. all, Jason, how are you doing? It's been a while. Uh it has been too long. I'm very proud of you for your incredible golf performance. Kudos to you. Appreciate um, it. I, was, I, I had such a disappointment this morning. Uh, I thought you were going to get some national pub for not only being a terrific celebrity golfer, but just an all-around bench and lovable character. Because uh, I saw Kay Adams, who used to be on Good Morning Football, uh, tweeting that she was going to have Matt Hamilton on. <laughs> Some guy who works for like FanDuel, and I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but I was like, ooh, I, I want to hear this because I know how entertaining the old Hambone can be. Yeah. And it was during our show, so I would have had to leave the show, which I'm sure Jesse would have loved the extra airtime. But it turned out some other guy with your name. Yeah, you know, on, I know. It's such a unique There name. can only be one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry to let you down there, Jason. Uh, I'll call in I, next time. <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I ever tell you about the guy who had the same name as me who lived in Madison when I was just out of college? 
No, no. Please tell us. This is amazing. So uh, I actually, uh, this is uh, well before Paula, who, by the way, Paula, happy 14th anniversary today. Hey! Uh, happy anniversary. Congrats. She doesn't listen to your show, so I don't know what's throwing it out there. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, no, I take back the congrats. <laughs> well, it's congrats to you, Jason. We're not congratulating her for not. Re- <laughs> Congratulations, Paula, on what was clearly a mistake. Uh, so, Dug her heels so in. It, it was like 2001, 2000, maybe. I mean, it was a long time ago when you still used your home phone. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I was on a date. That had gone pretty well, and we were back at my apartment, and the phone rings, and it is uh, a woman who is calling to berate me uh, for, um, Ooh la la. how shall we say, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, perfect. For, for doing that, and never calling. <laughs> hey, now. Well, what? I'm like, I'm sorry, like, I, I got to be honest with you, I, I, don't, I, I didn't say this, but I'm thinking, given my recent track record, this can't be me. <laughs> uh, and so I, I start asking some more questions, and she's hammered, and she's, you know, getting, getting uh, her frustrations off her chest. And one of her friends comes on the phone, and I'm like, look, I, I don't, I, I, I'm fine if your friend wants to yell at me, but I, I don't think she's got the right guy. I'm like, how did you get this number? And she said, well, I looked it up. She looked it up in the phone book, which, remember, we used to have phone books? Yeah. So I was in the white book. But so she, so she called me out of the phone book, but it was apparently another, I believe he, he pronounces it wild. So he's like my evil twin. <laughs> but, and I knew that this guy existed, but he had hooked up with her at like a party in, in, uh, in Stoughton. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry. I've never been to any parties in Stoughton. I said, I've covered some high school football games there, but I have not been to any parties. And she didn't really care. And my date for the evening was like, what have I gotten myself into with this jackass? <laughs> right. But as I learned later, this guy had not paid his MG&E bill. Oh, boy. He had some other creditors after him, and they all got sent to me, and I had to prove that I wasn't this guy. <laughs> oh, jeez. And, and I, I still, my only question that I really found myself asking was, I wish I could meet this woman who called me because I'm curious what kind of gal I'm interested in that I didn't know I was interested in. <laughs> you know you, how often you get accused by Jesse and Tausch of bringing your best content to other shows? I want to thank you for continuing <laughs> that trend. Uh, that was a great story. It was, yes. <laughs> um, so I, I want to get back a little bit on track here. Um, how do you feel about the uh, the New York Packers acquiring Adrian Amos, or at least that's the yeah. way it kind of seems right now. It does, and and I'm I'm still wondering when Mercedes Lewis is going to join them because Aaron Rodgers had said very clearly that he he wants to make sure that the rest of his career uh, he's playing with, but he wants to finish his career with Mercedes Lewis. So we'll see if he ends up there too. Um, look. I don't think Adrian Amos is Ronnie Lott um, by any means. But what he is is a guy that is incredibly reliable, uh, never misses a start, doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of mistakes, doesn't miss tackles. Now, does he make a ton of plays? No. I think he had, what, four interceptions over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just think, and, and Jim, you watched him with the Bears, like 
I think you need those types of players on your team. They're not superstars. It's it's not uh, it's not about always having the best player at every position, even though they've got a lot of first-round picks on defense. Sometimes you need the guys that you just know aren't going to screw up. And I would argue that Adrian Amos, during his four years in Green Bay, was that. And instead, um, a guy that paid – I mean, first of all, when you see it, it reported as a contract up to or worth up to mm-hmm. $4 million, you know that that's the agent wanting it to look better than it actually is because it ain't worth $4 million. Um, he's a guy that would not have cost much to bring back for a one-year deal and solidified that position. Because right now they've got a guy that they benched last year in Darnell Savage and a bunch of guys that have never been long-term NFL starters, right? They've got Simone Biles' husband, uh, Jonathan Owens. They've got Dallin Levitt. They've got Tavarius Moore. They've got Rudy Ford, who is the one who replaced uh, Darnell Savage in the starting lineup last year and is now running alongside of him. So for a defense that is supposed to, that thinks of itself as pretty good, I would think you'd want a reliable veteran guy. But again, I, I can't say that Adrian Amos is a field-tilting player, but on that side of the ball, I would think he still has, would have had value but they didn't see it that way. They want to go as young as possible in as many places as possible uh, and have the opportunity to guys for guys to go through their growing, in my opinion, have the have these guys have an opportunity to go through their growing pains this year. So by 2024, they'll have gotten them all out of their system and they've got a potential to be a really good football team. They want to do all that, but also not call it a rebuilding season. Let's not forget yeah, that. No, Still not I mean, a rebuild season. Yeah, no, it's not. We're and, and look, as David Bakhtiari said last week or two weeks ago, you know the ball bounces their way a few times. They win some close games they shouldn't. They could be nine and eight and make the playoffs as the seventh seed, just like Seattle did last year when the Packers lost at home on the last game of the season yeah. to Detroit. That's what got Seattle in the playoffs, right? right. They had traded their same-ish quarterback. So I don't, I don't. I'm not saying it's impossible. What I would say is this though, and I was saying this to Homer and Tony on ESPN Milwaukee a little while ago. The one guy, and again, it's not because I like him as a person or anything like that. The one older guy that I still don't think would be that expensive that I would have thought would have had value would have been Mason Crosby. Because mm-hmm. we watched Anders Carlson today, and he made five of the six kicks he took inside the Hudson Center, and maybe he's good right away, like Mason Crosby was good right away. But I would think if your young quarterback starting for the first time uh, leads you in the field goal range to kick game-winning field goals, it would be good to have a guy who's done it a lot of times in his career. Because it's not the same to be able to say after a game you lose 23-21, well, Jordan did a great job of getting us in position to kick the field goal to win it, but Anders missed it, or whatever it might be. And maybe Anders Carlson will be up to the task, and this will all be moot. But that's the kind of guy that, if you think winning is important, you got a guy who probably just wants to play one more year and would have liked to finish his career here, that is clearly highly unlikely at this point. Jason, great stuff as always, and yeah, you're dead on in your scouting report of Amos, which is a good football player. Uh, he's non-spectacular, but he's always where he needs to be. Uh, Jason, just you are spectacular and you're always where you need to be, and you have to be somewhere I think now, so we appreciate you taking time to join us. Alright, fellas, take care. Be good.
That's Jason Wilde. You are that? a radio professional. You like that? Yeah, I yeah. really did like the end of that little like, closing there. Yeah. And well, well done. And if you want to hear that. Yeah. You can listen to Wisconsin on the Man, Apple, Spotify, uh, any of those great places. And that's brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. Go to revivepros.com. If you have smoke or water damage or need mold remediation or asbestos, they can help with that removal as well. Revivepros.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. Jason Wilde answered our Iron Jock poll question. If Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl this season with the Jets, do you think he'll be more like Jokic, muted and understated? Or like Giannis, jovial and exuberant? Wilde voted for Giannis, and 67% of our audience has voted for that Giannis-like response from Aaron Rodgers. Paddock Plays chimes in, neither. He'll be smug. Which is a definitely I, I mean, a gear for it's that. It's possible. I just don't think he will. I think our last... Uh, person to text in. I uh, can't remember who you said it was. The Sloth, maybe? Daniel the Sloth? Yeah, it said that Rodgers was not going to do anything like that because the New York media would bury him. Uh, someone said that, but yes. Right. Uh, I think Kyle right. Madison. I think, I think Rodgers is too smart to like try and be like, I told you so, or be too smug about it. Everyone's going to already understand the I told you so part if Rodgers is able to get it done. But can he help himself? Me? I don't know. Because he's always... That I don't know. See, there's a difference there. And that's why I said Rodgers has always like had this gear. But there was a gear of like California cool that borderline on smug. And then I would say because of... But didn't got, you always think that was an act? Like his California cool thing? Like he wants to be California cool. Joe cool. Nothing bothers me. Blah, blah, blah. But he it obviously doesn't. Like I've maintained this forever, yeah. and I do not mean it as a slight because he is a thousand times better at football. But him and Jake Cutler, personality-wise, are like the same darn person, and they are kind of smug. They are kind of subdued. They are. Aaron just did a better job of hiding it for a while. But there's people on the team that absolutely more people than not who played with the Bears love Jake Cutler, the person. Just that was not a good football player. Aaron Rodgers is ten times the player, but as a person, they're very similar. And Rodgers. And Cutler both can be smug. They're incredibly smart. They know they're smart. And sometimes they're too smart for their own good, but they also have a very cutting and dry wit. And I think at times, even when they try to be clever or fun or jovial, it still comes across as smug because they don't necessarily know how to be as like joyous as Matt Hamilton or Giannis. So in their efforts to even be funny, they still make a sarcastic oh, or, just the worst or an undercutting remark, worst. even when they are happy. <laughs> Which, again, I don't... If Rodgers gets back to what Rodgers was, where it kind of felt a little more natural in his, like, hey, I am not too cool for school, but this kind of, like, I, you know, I'm going to make some snide, smart comments, be the smartest <laughs> guy in the room. But it just felt more like Aaron. It was just more, a little bit lighter. Like, it's just a darkest air in the last few years, and I think he's lightened up a little bit. He still said some smug things at the Jets, well, but he got it, just, it out in his retreat. It's All a little that bit lighter. Darkness yeah. got out in the retreat. Uh, he's absolutely. A complicated fella. 
<laughs> and you know that tree, that retreat. We should make a retreat over to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. I think our friend Lee's going to make it in next Wednesday. All right, and we will have him come in, and he will. Uh, basically, hopefully, bring us some food, and you'll make him a little something, and we'll see if he likes your food enough to order at a restaurant, or in theory, put it as a flavor of the day, a special over at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Make sure to go there for their happy hour, sizzle, swizzle, and swirl. Uh, he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Matt, I have a question here. We're going to throw this out to our audience, and the first question I have is, so Jesse Nelson has been asking around... <laughs> About how many shows have you done over the last year? And I want to get to the over under on that eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six by percentage. But right? I don't know why Jesse's asking this question. Yeah, so I thought you did. No, I I don't know why he's asking uh. this question. So I want to throw it out to our audience eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Wrong answers only. Why or is, right answers. Or maybe let it be the right answer. <laughs> Why is Jesse Nelson all of a sudden curious about how often Matt Hamilton works? 844-770-3776. And should Matt be nervous? <laughs> no. I'm fine, right? Right? Is Strofe coming for your job or something? I don't know. Can you trust Alex Strofe? I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they keep putting me back here for a reason. I don't know where Strofe is today, to be honest. Yes, yeah, Strofe's gone as often as I am. There you go. This is proof. The only guy safe on the show is the least popular guy on the show, the Bear fan, uh, Jim Rutledge. Maybe they're figuring it out to see if they can do a show without me. Maybe I need to be worried. People like me. People like me. They do. Uh, Matt <laughs> Hamilton. You are trying to figure out, do you have a guess why? Um, No. Maybe budgeting for, but because isn't it like the first of July, like the fiscal start of the year or something? In a lot of businesses, so like you would do something like. Well, I'll give you this part of it, not this business. So you're good on okay. that part. Of it. <laughs> so, but I also don't know, like you know, how much we react on. Uh, here I, we go. The Adam Madison chimes in. Jesse has a big man crush on Matt, and very clearly, uh, it's just down in the dumps whenever Hammy's out of the building. That. That seems to make the most sense. 844-770-3776. Wrong answers only. Why is Jesse Nelson sniffing around about how much Matt Hamilton is working over the course of a year? Um, let's see. Probably because... I mean, maybe, do you think maybe uh, Schusty called in and said, like, hey, how much is Hamilton getting ice time as opposed to doing his radio show? You think he's jamming up the curling? Or maybe, or, or maybe Jesse called Schuster. And was confirming that we actually oh, had curling tournaments. There you go. Instead, I just sat home for a week and listened into the show and never called in, never did it. I was just or, no, you playing have, hooky at my house or golfing. Maybe well, you're winning the championship, the the BMW X7 High Handicap Curlers Only yeah. uh, division of the uh, BMW charity. I just stole a wheel off a of BMW at the no, supermarket. But, no, I'm saying that maybe he's thinking that if Matt wins this. Well, maybe when Matt says he's out, he's actually golfing. Like he's playing hooky to golf to get his uh, golf game up. <laughs> Trying to pick up a second career, be ready for the Champions Tour in a few years. Just a few, Matt. <laughs> Just a few. Apparently, because I'm so close to it, right? Yes, I'm, yes. I'm so old. Right. You and Jerry Jones, one foot in the crypt. <laughs> Go to Ho Chuck Gaming Madison. Go be a winner. $63 million in jackpots so far this year. Biggest jackpot last year. 
Uh, so biggest jackpot this year is two hundred forty-eight thousand dollars. Two million dollars won last week alone. Largest jackpot last week was forty-three thousand dollars. Go be a winner and go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.